said verb said get well about to throw a fit catch hell need to smoke a zip exhale all right guys welcome to episode 25 of a kenny for your thoughts podcast the podcast where brandon says he's not watching fast lane because it's freaking filler until wrestlemania brandon that's right fast lane is officially filler lane <laughs> heading into wrestlemania we just got to get through this ladies and gentlemen we got one week of nonsense and then the good stuff comes and that's wrestlemania so basically you refuse to watch wrestling um unless it's you know like the three weeks before wrestlemania that's right that's when it gets good man did that's you watch wrestling happen. this week because i know you didn't come over to my house because i've been a little bit under the weather i'm sure you can tell by my voice my voice sounds more like brandon this week <laughs> you know what? i did what i had to do for the show did you watch it <laughs> for my duties but this is what i'm saying wrestlemania is coming around the corner and that's when things really matter and you know, let's announce on air that you boys are officially going to WrestleMania. All right, we booked our flights. Uh, finally, I was able to steal Brandon's credit card from his mother's purse, and we're going to WrestleMania. Isn't that right, Brandon? Yeah, she's uh, not too happy about that. <laughs> so, well, I'm a thief, so it's okay. But I had to do what I had to do for WrestleMania. Which let's talk about that because literally, you told me. Uh, I asked you, like, hey, do you want to go to Mania Crawl? You know, Jamie was a guest uh, a couple episodes ago. Let's go to Mania Crawl. You're like, uh, as long as I come back by Monday, whatever, we do whatever. Which doesn't fucking answer my question. I mean, we literally, I told you, we, we're coming back on Monday. Even though I want to stay for Ron's back down, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm down to get wasted with the crew. We just got to be back by Monday, you know? Right. But speaking of New York, New Jersey. All right, so a couple of weeks ago, met a guy. He's from the Lower East Side, New York. He's got a little concept album. It's called Mr. McMahon. And we have him waiting in the wings right now, so let's bring him on. This is Verbal McMahon, guys. Let's welcome him to the podcast. Peace, peace, peace. What up, yeah? What's going on, man? Thanks for joining What's us. Good? Episode 25. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, me too, bro. Dude, so, yeah. so let's let's start out by saying, all right, and I'll be real with you. Yeah. So you messaged me and you were like, hey, bro, check out my album. Yeah. And you ain't the first. So many people are like, oh, check out my album, do whatever. And I'm like, ah, it's just some album, like some kid trying to be a rapper or whatever. Yeah. And then I listened to it and I was like, holy shit, am I glad that I listened to it? Because, dude, yes, I've gotten message after message, check out my album. But yours is the best album out of all of those. And I was really happy I took a chance on it. We used it. We used actually one of your songs on episode twenty-three. Uh, we used Attitude Era. Fucking yeah, fire, bro! Yeah, fucking fire. So Thank I'm you. glad to get you on here, man. So so tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Where'd yeah. you get the name Verbal McMahon from? First of all, um, so actually I used to go by Just Verbal. Um, it's actually a nickname I got back in school, um, and then at some point I think I was I think it actually happened like. I was playing around with like Instagram handles or something, you know, I was like thinking of adding something to verbal. So I had like verbal Mysterio, verbal Soprano, verbal something, you know what I mean? And then um, I went with McMahon and I just loved it. It just stuck. And um, yeah, I'm verbal McMahon. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just was, it was just meant. So like, 
tell us i mean tell us about your music in general like uh what made you get into music who are your influences you know um because dude i'm just i'm telling you like i'm not just saying this because you're on my episode i i've been listening to this album for like a couple of weeks straight now that's right i like that um yeah i mean since i was little man my uh my my pops my aunt my uncles they always had good music going um and I just fell in love with hip hop music at a very early age. I just loved rhymes. I loved, you know, just, I don't know, just the hip hop culture, even just in general, beyond the music. So, um, yeah, but it wasn't until years, years later where I actually started to try to write rhymes and like make songs and record them. So, um, yeah, man, I'm just, I just have a very musical soul and uh, I love to make music. So, what's cool about your stuff too i mean obviously uh correct me if i'm wrong i called this uh right before you came on i called this the concept album mr mcmahon uh -huh. um i haven't seen many wrestling related albums like this like that incorporate sound bites of you know obviously mr mcmahon incorporate um just the wrestling King. sounds in general <laughs> right good old jr good old jr and it's like you know it's done so well, man. It's like it's like I feel like you spent some time on this album, man. So talk talk to us about Mr. McMahon. So um actually it happened a long time ago. I got the idea. Um I was watching W I had just got the WWE network. Um and I decided I was gonna like go back to my very first memory of, of wrestling and like rewatch it all from there. Nice. Including Monday Night Raw, SmackDowns, all pay-per-views, all of that stuff. So when uh, the Attitude Era kicks in, you know, Vince McMahon, he turns heel and he's just like the bad guy, you know, he's the bad boss. Um, and I just remember I loved when Vince McMahon came out and, and uh, talked on the mic and, and just like did his villain shit. I always loved it. And um I just remember thinking like he had said some dope shit and I was like, yo, that'd be dope if I took that and used that on like a song. And that's actually how it started. And then it just evolved into this whole like, oh, I'm Verbal McMahon. I could just make the entire album kind of centered around Vince McMahon. And like, that's kind of like my alter ego, you know, my like right. rap music persona, so to speak. Right. And just the stuff like, dude, you got bars for days, man. Like, <laughs> like I'm just Thank listening you, to the stuff. Yeah, I, I'm just listening to the stuff, and I'm like, you know, and, and let me give you our background too. Like, Brandon and I have a musical background. We've made music together. We've been in bands, done oh, things nice. like that. So nice. we've done we've done rap, we've done beats, we've done stuff. So when we're asking you these questions, it's coming from a place of just admiring what you're doing, bro. Because we know what it's like to sit there in your room yeah. and sit down and write the lyrics and stuff. So. Tell us a little bit about your process, man, because are, are you a type like I remember with us, we would write the music and we'd almost spit nonsense and then rewrite them to kind of make sense. Like, or are you more like a freestyle? Like, what's your process on that? So, like, it's weird, man. Some some songs take me 10 minutes to write and some songs take me months to write. Um, so what I like to do is I just like to sit with like the beat. Actually, I like to sit with the beat maker, the producer, and like create it together. You know what I'm saying? That's my favorite way to make music. Um, 
so yeah, man, I, I was with uh, Lord Zuki, who actually produced the entire album. Um, he's also from the Lower East Side. Uh, we just sat together and, and we found samples. We, we, uh, we just dug deep into like this musical genius that we got. <laughs> and um, we just made some dope shit. He made some ill beats and I was just sitting here right beside him listening and like coming up with the song as he was coming up with the beat kind of, you know? Right. And so then, yeah, just, like the vibes in the room, man. Like I can just, yeah, I can just yeah. see you just sitting there chilling and, and just making the album. Like, so you just, ha you had to get into the mindset to actually do it. Yeah. I was definitely in some kind of like vibe and energy a mood for the album. Um, I definitely nice. wanted to give like bad guy, villain, boss kind of feel to it, you know? Nice man. Um, and the the first track, uh, well after after the intro, but the first track soul, like I gotta yeah. give Zuki credit, man. Like that beat. Like I put I specifically put that on in my car because that, that thing just puts me in a trance. So you wanna talk about being put in a mood. It's like yeah. as a listener, that, that song just puts me in a mood. And so I like I fuck like I don't know how else to say, it, but I fuck with your shit hard, bro. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Um yeah, Soul's one of my favorite songs I've ever even made. Um, <laughs> Zuki, Zuki's a beast, man. He, I wish he was here. Um, he's just, his musical ear and his musical mind just works crazy. He just, he's ready to be a pro, you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he's, he's industry ready, you know? I'm, I'm grateful that he's my friend and that I get to make music with him, you know? And shout out to him, man, because like I said, I mean, you know, we understand the process because his stuff, like you said, it just it's mixed so well, man. Like and and you're a great talent, but talent ain't ain't shit if you can't hear that talent, too. You know what I mean? So the fact that he's mixing it down, the fact that he's giving you such good beats and stuff, too. He's very involved in that process as well. So, again, shout out to, to Lord Zuki, man. He's definitely, definitely the guy. unsung hero. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I told him when we finished the album, me and him would just like have it on loop, just us two, you know, before anyone else heard it. Right. <clears throat> and I told him, I said, dude, you're the real star of this album. Like, nice. you know, pe people are probably going to hear it and think, yeah, Verbal Mix Man, da 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 da. But Zuki's really, like you said, the unsung hero, man. His beats knock. And, you know, I just put it like this my lyrics didn't come before the beat, the beat came right. first. You know? Right. He had to put you in that mindset to, to be just, able to write those lyrics. Right, right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Right, just like just like me and Brandon, you know, Brandon would sit there and he'd play a little bit guitar, but you know, it was me doing doing the album for hours and mixing it down. Isn't that right, Brandon? <laughs> it's true, man. Kenny is really the <laughs> hero of the band. We'll say, uh, but yeah, what? Uh, so, like, what programs did you guys use uh, to make the songs? You know, do all the production. Um, we record we recorded it on uh logic okay, um, cool. yeah and then he also zuki also mixed it on logic um but it was kind of weird because so you know how the album has a whole bunch of uh clips and sound bites and all and all that yeah. stuff um so that stuff literally took me months to get months i'm talking wow. about like i sat through so many hours of wrestling footage just to find two seconds worth of a of a soundbite yeah. um yeah. so a lot of times i was doing that at home on my own and then i would come with just like a hard drive full of 
so many clips. Like there's so many that I have that we didn't even that didn't even make the album. Yeah, that's right. Damn. I just had a whole big, you know what I'm saying? I just went crazy with it. Yeah, so then like so I would transfer it over to to the main uh studio computer. Dude, I understand more than anybody else because if you look at my our YouTube channel, uh I combined our podcast channel with my old wrestling Titantron channel. So if you look at our old stuff, it is literally my custom Titantrons from when I was, you know, 11 all the way up up to now. And the reason I say I understand that, it, it made me smile when you were talking about finding clips. I used to have to download full shows just to maybe get one match that had a cool clip of somebody doing their finishing move. Mm -hmm. So so trust me when I say I, of all people, understand and, and I admire that because that's the work that nobody sees. is like exactly. the hours and hours of watching the show to literally say, okay, I know I love this clip of Vince McMahon saying this. Mm -hmm. I don't know what, what the fuck show that is. So you have right. to watch clip after <laughs> clip after show after show and just find it and then throw it on a hard drive and give it to, to Zuki to try to mix it down. Yep. And then and then that that might have even been the easy part because once we had all of them, it was so hard to like decide which ones to go with on which songs and at which precise moment in the song. You mm -hmm. know, like it, it wasn't just like a arbitrary throw in of a clip. You know what I mean? It right. wasn't just like here, throw it on the song somewhere. You know, it was it was all a conscious decision exactly where that clip went. And it shows, man. It shows. Like again, as a listener, it it's like it shows that you didn't just say, "Okay, it's cool to throw a Vince McMahon clip here." You know, you literally like the intro is called "God," uh -huh. and like you literally used all that build up to Backlash 2006, I think it was, of Vince McMahon, you know, taunting God <laughs> and saying, you know, you're gonna show up for Shawn Michaels, that sort of thing. It's like so, as a wrestling fan and as as a musician. Dude, that's why I, I just fuck with that album so much because it's just, <laughs> oh man, like I can understand yeah. every part of it. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing to hear because um, actually throughout most of it, I, I was kind of worried like, damn, people who don't watch wrestling might even just be lost. It might just go over their head and like, you know, then I even started worrying, maybe am I catering too much to the wrestling part to it, you know, like. Am I forgetting that I'm a rapper? You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, um, you know what? Even even with the all the heavy wrestling references, it's a solid enough just album beat wise, lyrical wise, right. you know, rap was, wise. That's that what I was going. With, sort you know? of get, yeah, whether it goes over people's heads or not, it's still right. dope to listen to. You can still listen to it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna give you two examples of, of that and why I like consciously like just love albums that do that. Like two different genres mind you but you know an album i can think of that like that is a uh, panic at the disco has a couple songs that it, that one is called lying is the most fun you can have without taking your clothes off and then the other track is called but it's better if you do those mm. are directly ripped from a movie called closer however if you never saw closer you don't give a shit it's it's good music uh, uh another person i can think of is kanye west like kanye west like brandon and i have always been big fans of his music and I, I say that yeah, music in general, man, his music has always sampled stuff. And it's like irrelevant if you know the original stuff. It's just he does it so well with the music that you just you just get the vibe right away. And yep. so the same with yours. It's like if I don't know who Mr. McMahon is, I would still be listening to the tracks because they're such good songs. And you're putting the sound clips in perfect places that it's irrelevant if I know if it's wrestling or not. 
I was gonna say I was digging the uh, the help me shirt. The oh, the Al Snow. Yeah, the Al Snow help me yeah, shirt. Yeah, I actually got this um, at the. Uh, do you guys know the wrestling for sale? Um, it's like a big Instagram page. I, I wish no. I, I remember his first name. He has like a pop up show. Uh, not a show, like a pop up sale. He did it right in uh, my hometown, right in the LES. And I went and um, he has some of the illest gear, illest vintage wrestling gear. Um, you guys should definitely check that out on Instagram. I'm surprised you guys don't know that, honestly. I was going to say, we might have to check that out, man, because, I, yeah, I mean, like I said, we're coming dude, to New York in a couple weeks. So, <laughs> dude, it, it's actually uh, April 6th, something like that. Like, it's like a weekend. I went to the very first one last summer. And, um, yeah, dude, you'll get caught up in his page, like looking for dope wrestling gear. It's awesome, man. So let's ask, um, let's get into some some wrestling related stuff, man, too. Um, so I was going to ask you this question, but I, I kind of figure I know the answer to it. What's your favorite era of wrestling? <laughs> uh, the Attitude Era. That's the Brandon. greatest era ever, right? I was going to say Brandon's going to agree with you 100%. That's right, his favorite. Right. Well, yeah, that's just it just happened to be when when I came into it instead of watching it, so. Same. I, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's my age, but you know, it, there's just a lot of cool stuff going on. Um I I almost kind of wonder how people that sort of grew up uh you know, watching the era before that, you know, mm -hmm. maybe uh sort of the early 90s or maybe in the late 80s how they felt about the attitude era like i thought it was trash it was any good but uh <laughs> yeah i always wonder how people sort of felt about it you know yeah or watching it before i mean i know of all i know of all that old school shit man you know like right. i i go back and watch I'm, I'm i'm a student of the game you know but um i like it <laughs> even so man i i the attitude era just because of its edginess and like craziness it it's just unmatched it was never like that it'll never be like that again right it was a very special time and uh it i mean we talked about it on this podcast every time they try to inject a little bit of attitude era back into stuff like uh an example i can think of is jim the anvil Nightheart's face or and body being put on a table everybody was like "Ooh, that's offensive don't do that why would you do that so mm. anytime yeah i feel like we're kind of in a PC culture now that whenever you try to do some attitude era stuff, people don't respond as well. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. But this podcast luckily is not PC. So we can say whatever <laughs> the fuck we want. Nice. <laughs> so, so, um, who, I, who's your favorite wrestler from the attitude era then, or just from all time in general? Uh, my favorite wrestler has always been and will always be. The Undertaker. Nice. I, I, nice. I actually met him uh, one time out here in the Lower East Side when I was a kid, and I was just, you know, at a loss for words, kind of. <laughs> Dude, you think you think he's tall until you see him in person, and then you're like, oh my god, he's way taller than I even imagined. He was actually sitting down, and he was dressed in his normal like badass attire. You know, the right. American badass. But this is before he was ever that character. Oh, okay. So you got to kind of see a glimpse of like the normal guy yeah. uh, before he became uh, the American badass. He signed an Undertaker doll I had. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Dude, when I tell you I couldn't speak. <laughs> uh, yeah, so moving on, uh, I'm assuming you're up to date with the 
you know, stuff that's going on now. Uh, how are you feeling about, you know, this fast lane coming up and maybe even WrestleMania? Um, truthfully, I only watched, I've only started watching again recently because I know oh, wow. okay. WrestleMania is coming. Right, you know? right. Actually, if I'm being completely honest, I've actually been upset with wrestling for like a number of years now. Oh, okay. Um, and I actually just didn't even like it and didn't even want to watch it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've been watching the most recent Raws and Smackdowns. Um, it's funny. I was telling my boy, I actually think the stuff with the women is kind of more interesting than the men. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, I like Becky Lynch. Um, I like Charlotte. I like all of them. I like Charlotte Flair. I like Ronda. I think um, what's it? It's obviously going to be a triple threat, right? At WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I think so. we're building <laughs> two. Like, yeah, that's why it's filler. Like this is like uh, this is familiar buildup. Right. I've seen this before. Um, <coughs> Chris <yeah>. Benoit, <coughs> Shawn Michaels. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> um, um, you know, one thing I will say um, to kind of interject, um, I've something I've noticed, right? And I think the reason I'm able to accept the product a little bit more than you all, let's say is because at the attitude era kind of spoiled everybody, right? The attitude era kind of was like such shock TV. <laughs> so fast paced you, Brandon, you kind of mentioned fans who were late eighties, early nineties. That was me. So I know the business before it was so crash, you know, TV and, and, and shocking and mm. bluntly entertaining. So I think I'm a little bit more forgiving of the current product, whereas people who kind of came in on the Attitude Era are kind of like, what the hell is this? And rightfully so. I mean, you came in on the best era of professional wrestling. <coughs> yes. And I just, I just refuse to, uh, you know, accept the product. It's just not what I like. Right. Straight up. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. Sometimes I... Uh, I got to say, my mom, she's, she's the reason I watch wrestling. She's been watching before me from the 80s all the way to currently. She's like, Damn. yeah, she's she's on that. Um, so sometimes, you know, she has it on casually and I'll pass by. And naturally, as a wrestling fan, I see wrestling, you know, I might I might check it out for a few minutes or so, you know. Especially I love when, like, the old guys come out, you know, when Triple H comes out, it's like I'm yeah. jumping up and down, you know what I mean? Like a little kid all over again. Right. So there you go. There you go. Proof is in the pudding, guys, because all on the Internet, all I see is like, I hate these old timers. I hate this. I hate that. And you got it right there from Verbal McMahon. People like him who were a little bit more of a casual fan nowadays when Triple H is on the screen, when Goldberg's on the screen, when, when Austin comes back, when The Rock comes back, you're tuning in, right? That's the only reason I'm tuning in, maybe, you know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so different strokes for different folks, man. Like, you got to you gotta cater to a wide audience. So it's not just the NXT fanboys that we're catering to who like Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny uh, Gargano, as good as they are. <laughs> you still got to cater to people like Verbal McMahon and freaking Brandon. Right. Who, right. <laughs> you know, who want to see some of these guys from yesteryear. Yes, man. Yes. I saw Rey Mysterio fight against Samoa Joe, and who's the other guy? Oh, R-Truth, was it? 
Yesterday was Samoa Joe, Andrade, Rey Mysterio, and R-Truth, but I think you're talking about last week, which was Andrade, uh-huh. Rey Mysterio, and R-Truth. No, I'm talking about last night. Oh, okay. Samoa Joe won the belt. Won the title? Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Nice. And I'm sitting there rooting for Rey Mysterio. You know, <laughs> like, I can't help it. You know, like, even though I do like Samoa Joe, but, you know, I'm rooting for the old timers. I'm rooting for my guys. There you go. You see, your guys. Yeah, the the guys from the attitude era around that time, Brandon. I think you found a friend. <laughs> that's, that's right, man. That's attitude oh, era. Absolutely. Well, what do you think about? You mentioned that uh, you were found the women's storylines more interesting. What do you think of uh, Ronda Rossi and sort of what she's sort of brought to the table? So, um, she just turned heel, right? Is that is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. seems like Ronda it. Ross, yeah. She turned okay. heel. I actually kind of like that. Um, I think, I think she'll do good at that. Um, she can just beat people's ass, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> and just be ruthless and be like mean to the crowd. You know, it's 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 heel one hundred and one. I think she could do it. Right. And did you follow any of the UFC stuff or see her? Yeah, UFC yeah, fight? I saw her fight. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's obviously badass. She's she's dope. You know, like I'm I'm rooting for her. I like her. Oh yeah. So what's the deal? Do you think uh so is she like gonna be done after this mania or is that are they just sort of throwing it out there to mess with the fans a little bit? Is that is that what they're throwing out there? That's what it seemed like. It seemed like like she was going out, maybe she was, there's there's rumors seems like uh, she's gonna start a family or something. Rumors, I don't know. Yeah, that she's gonna leave the WWE to go start a family or this and that. And she basically posted like, Hey guys, my vagina's my my own, like you why do you all care about it? Like she was kind of really blunt about it. But um yeah, I guess I guess Brandon wants your opinion on that. <laughs> yeah, like I it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell if there's something to it or if they're just throwing little things out there to sort of make the outcome of the match unpredictable. So you don't know who who's gonna come out and win it. Um so it, it's kind of weird. At least that's the way I feel about it, the way it's affecting me. It's like I, mean, I don't now know. Now that who, I hear that, it, yeah. it is it is weird. Um, I hope she doesn't leave. I mean, you know, I, I think she's good. Um, if she stays, yeah, I think she can make a good run, man. Like she, she, she should stay. <laughs> I like seeing, I like seeing her fight. Right. So, so let me ask you, man. Um, I'm, cause I'm still, I'm still checking out the album, man. Uh, and if yeah. you're not following this guy on YouTube, hey, you want to plug the YouTube link right now to oh, your yeah. channel? Um, shit. What is it? <laughs> <I don't> even... <laughs> um, it's like just what is it? Verbal underscore McMahon. Yep. YouTube.com uh, slash verbal underscore McMahon. Yes, my guy. But there um, go. dude, who does the music videos? Because that's the thing that impressed me the most. Again, as a musician, as someone who does videos, uh, and you know has a podcast. I mean, I'm just I'm just enthralled by your stuff, man. Like the the album trailer, uh on your youtube there yeah that um, is with zuki dressed up as uh as the undertaker oh yeah. man like and uh where did y'all shoot that first of all so um my boy felix he goes by fee films uh he shot that he's also from the low east side uh, another kid i grew up with and uh he does a lot of uh camera work um and he's nice with it and uh we shot that in the basement of his crib of his building um that was a crazy day it it took forever um 
it was so much fun though and yeah i have a lot of content with fee films um he's nice and uh he, he actually has his own podcast and stuff so definitely nice. check him out too yeah nice is it wrestling related or just more music related nah it's not it's it's everything related fee nice. does everything fee fee will will shoot anything you know nice go check He'll out go check anything. out his podcast too man because like he's he's talented man these are i'm it's looking good. at the video right now like i mean you got this whole ministry look right here with the you know the the open you know I, I don't want to say Bible, but, you know, like uh, similar to, you know, yeah, Undertaker's, yeah, yeah. you know, stuff. And definitely, um, definitely you got the candles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just it just looks dope, man. Like I'm, I'm looking at Zuki's doing such a good job. Or, like yeah. he's keeping that straight face as Taker right now. <laughs> yeah, Zuki did very well with that. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with that, man. Um, Like I said, Felix, Felix Films is talented. Zuki's good with it. And uh, I wasn't and, so and bad you're not, I, was, I was just going to say that. I was like, you're not so bad yourself, bro. I was going to say, I think, I think we're, we're being a little humble and we're kind of give a shout out to the other Word people up. involved. But, bro, you were talented as hell too, man. Let, let's give you a shout out as well. Thank you. Uh, shout out to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to me. Oh, man. So, so what's your favorite track on the album? Hmm. I think you said um, you might have said it already, but just in case. Did I? You you alluded to it. You said you like soul, but I don't know if that was your favorite. Soul could be it. Um, I like Wallen. I actually, actually, I know what it is. It's the Royal Rumble. Right. Um, that's just the most fun track to me. Um, the beat switches, my flow switches. Um, it's all wrestling. I don't know if you guys caught that, but each beat switch is a wrestling theme. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just fun to make it. It was just, I think actually that gets the most love, you know? Like when people hit me up, they're like, yo, Royal Rumble's dope, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, that's that's my favorite track. I, I don't know why, but I the one I gravitated to right away was Attitude Era. And it's funny because I think like Soul is a better track per se, but like for some reason Attitude Era was the one I gravitated to, which is funny because I thought Brandon would have gravitated to that track since it's called Attitude Era. <laughs> That's funny. I actually like the um I like the asshole interlude too. Yeah. Like, uh, clip heavy and it just Dude, you're you the intro and the interludes, like I like I said, I mean Dude, there's a lot of thought that went into that. Yeah. Yes, there is. <laughs> Definitely. So, so like coming from New York, right? You got, you know, possibly sort of the greatest, you know, rappers, lyricists, you know, beat makers, sort of, you know, in, in the game, you know, <laughs> who who are you drawn from, sort of, to influence your style, man? Are you, you know, what sort of? Um. So, I listen to a lot of Biggie and Jay Z. A lot of Nas, um, just like grimy New York rap, yeah. um, you know, and uh, yeah, man, I, I grew up on that stuff. I love that stuff. To this day, I bumped that stuff. That's the best. Hell yeah. Me. Yeah. How's the, how's the scene under there? Like, is there like a big, you know, underground sort of rap scene going on with yeah, anything man. you're involved in, you know? Yeah, man. You know a little bit? Shit, man, New York City, there's always something going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always a scene for every single thing you could think of. There's a scene. <laughs> it's, it's so happening. true. It's happening. <laughs> it's so true. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's happening somewhere. And uh, yeah, man, I've been plugged in. I I, I do shows. Um, 
that shit's fun to me, man. You know, like I gotta say, a lot of people ask me, um, you know, if I'm afraid that I won't make it per se, stuff like that, you know? Right. And my response is just that's not what I'm that's not what I'm doing, you know. I'm not I'm not trying to make something, I'm not chasing something. This is just who I am. I like rap music, I like to write rhymes, I like wrestling, you know what I mean? Like I've already made it to me. I do what makes me happy. I do what I love and it's fun to me. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting. And uh, we, we had a, t I had a talk with a mutual friend of ours. He's a musician as well. His name's Stefano. And I told him how, you know, my point of view has changed. Cause years ago I was like to asking him questions like similar, like what if you don't make it now? My mentality is like, like my dude goes out there and Brandon can attest to this. Go out, goes out there, makes a couple hundred dollars doing what, what he loves. So it's like, isn't that making it like, isn't that yes. making it like when you can yes. sit there and <laughs> you can, you can perform, make a little scratch off of what you're doing and yet feel the vibe of that audience and connect with people that's making it. Dude. So you don't, yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you've made it. Yes. Um, I did a show, man. And it was, it was the most amazing night to me. Um, and afterwards when the show was over, I went back in, out into the crowd. And uh, the promoter of the venue found me and uh, she handed me an envelope full of cash and I was not expecting it. And it was just dope and it was humbling, you know, and I, I thought to myself that night, I said, yo, I just got my brother. Actually, he joked around with me. And he says, yo, you're a professional rapper, you know, like, but you, you are. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, it's not a joke, man. I mean, the, like yeah, you that's, are. <laughs> that's the crazy shit. And like, yeah. That shit's fun to me. And like you said, I, 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 I did already make it. I'm cool. I'm chilling, you know? And, and let's, let's probably, you know, again, and interject if I'm, I'm wrong here, but like, it's not even about the fact that, you know, it's not about how much money she handed you. It's a, it's about the fact that she, she felt you were valued enough that you did so well that she handed you something. It could have been a dollar, yes. but the fact that, you know, she exactly. handed you something is what exactly. meant so much. Like exactly. it's like, you know, vindication you know, for yes. your talent. And, and, you know, even just to know that people buy my album and stream my album and like my album, that in itself is making it to me, you know, like, wow, people will, would spend their hard earned hard earned money on my album. They think it's worth X amount of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and I mean, we're, we're feeling that in a completely different way. I mean, like, just starting this podcast and having someone like you want to be on it yeah. like that means Hell a lot yeah. to us man like that's humbling because it's like what started out is like oh i, I don't really think two like people would want to listen to two jackasses just talk about wrestling you know yeah. like it's yeah. now turned into this beast of like you know we've had guests like you who jump on and are so talented and would you know want to be on a platform with us like honestly it's humbling man it is same here man um the fact that you would even, you know, that you guys would even invite me and have me over and just shoot the shit with me, you know, that shit's, again, I feel like I've already made it, you know, like, yeah. I'm on a podcast yeah. with two jackasses talking about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 one jackass and, yeah. and me. Just no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, oh, man. No, man. Um, you know, be before we let you go, man, you know, let let's just... One more plug for the album, man. Just tell everybody where they can find it, you know, and uh, one more plug. All right. Uh, 
Mr. McMahon is available on all digital platforms, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal. You know what I mean? I'll come deliver it to you. I'll come get this guy will walk to to your house, bro, and give you this album. I will give this to you. You know what I mean? Hey, but uh, make sure you wear gloves because it's straight fire. So you might not want to hold it barehanded, bro. Yes, sir. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) Now, do you have any personal uh, like merchandise like for this album or did you want anything for it? Um, I mean, I got the Verbal McMahon dad caps. Um, Okay. It's just it's just like a black cap with the with the VM attitude era logo, you know. Nice. Yeah, more Man, merch. That logo sick. <laughs> that that logo sick. The attitude era style logo with the VM. I love yeah. it, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Hey, but I want to thank you so much, man, for being a, a guest on our podcast, man. This was definitely fun. We're gonna we're gonna have to have you back, and yeah, maybe next time cool. we'll do like a Attitude Era style review because we like to do some retro episodes from time to time. So yeah, next time I think we gotta, <laughs> yeah, next time maybe we'll do something on the Undertaker or something. Do a history okay. of him because that that'll be dope. Okay, man. okay, yeah, I like that. All right, Word. man. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you, guys, man. All right, indeed. Can he fool your thoughts? All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was pretty legit. You heard it here. Mr. McMahon, a.k.a. Verbal McMahon, joining the show, showcasing his talents. Definitely check out the album. Oh, Mr. McMahon's the album, bro. The album is freaking dope. It's called Mr. McMahon, and that's by Verbal McMahon. Um, freaking, Freaking awesome stuff, man. But before we get too far, I do want to remind you, guys, if you want to save 20% off of your first WrestleCrate, use code SAVEKENNY and go ahead and cop that 20% off. Brandon, have you used the code yet? I will use the code all day long. Cool. I need my 20% off. <laughs> but we're going to get into it. You know, it's not broken. The Shield, ladies and gentlemen. Monday Night Raw. Roman Reigns is putting the band back together. What, what did you, you feel about, about that? No, no, damn it. I asked you first. Oh. What did you think about this? <laughs> you jinxed it. You know what? I mean, it's Wait. crazy because I didn't I didn't know I have to Reigns. punch you, I have to punch you through the camera. <laughs> it's a little crazy because I didn't know Reigns was gonna be back, you know, this soon. I thought it was gonna be if he was gonna come back, it would be like a surprise thing, like on the Monday after Mania or something like that. Or maybe even after that, I wasn't sure, you know, what was coming on. So, but well, then he started the, came you back. You thought his cancer was fake, so. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought, you know, um, if I'm going to really do the story right, I'm going to, you know, uh, draw it out a little bit. Uh-huh. But, you know, they, they, sh- they hot shot at the storyline. They shit at what? <laughs> they hot shot it. They hot shot the storyline. They brought him back early. So I was like, "Oh crap, he's he's back early, and he, he's he looks like he's is that still why in shape." That, is, is that why that the storyline's being hot shotted though, or is it because yeah. Dean Ambrose is leaving? Yeah, that's another thing. I don't know what the hell's going on with Dean Ambrose. Like, if he's legit leaving, or if that's you know, no, he's legit leaving. But I think if I had to venture a guess, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like usually the easiest explanation is the right one. What I would say is like he's leaving because he's disgruntled. But Roman Reigns being back is kind of like he, Roman's probably talking to him like, dude, come on, don't you want to stay? Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> <What did I do? laughs> 
But but sorry sorry guys, we got the giggles today. Apparently, yeah, yeah. we got we just got the giggles. Um, I'm, King I'm, is high as a right now. I was gonna say I'm <laughs> up on on like Dayquil, Nightquil, uh, Brandon Quill, like everything. Yeah. I'm knocking my mic stand here. Brandon doesn't have a mic stand. No, no. Um, but anyway, as I was saying, like I'm sure Dina. Um, Roman Reigns is trying to convince Dean Ambrose to stay, but you know Dean is probably still trying to leave. So uh, a lot of people are like, "Well, he's losing a lot. Why would they do that if he's leaving?" It's like, why wouldn't they do that? That's called doing the honors. That's that's what you do in the wrestling business when you're leaving. But anyway, Brandon, what's your opinion on this? Yeah, so so they're they're bringing the guys back together. I guess it's a cool little throwaway thing to do, you know, at least before Mania. If if in fact you know. Ambrose is on his way out. I mean, I guess you got to get him back together at least one more time while everybody's still there and at least healthy. So I'm sure, you know, give the crowd a little nostalgia pop. Right. Um, and that's what I'm saying. So a lot of people are like, well, we've seen this, guys. We've seen this. And it's like, okay, you're looking at it from the aspect of we've seen them reunite in 2017 and then kind of reunite in 2018. And then, you know, now. As opposed to looking at it from the greater perspective, which is if Dean Ambrose leaves, we might never see this again. Right. You're, you're guys, like you gotta focus on the fact that like you gotta be grateful for what we have. And a lot of people are not are so short-sighted on that. They're like, we we've seen the shield, we've seen the shield. Okay, guys, but we might not see the shield for another five years. You don't know. Ambrose might never come back, or Ambrose might come back in a couple years. You know what I mean? So it's like just appreciate it. Just appreciate the fact that the shield is here. Um, appreciate the fact that Roman is healthy. You know right. what I mean? And just, this is a nostalgia thing. This is supposed to be the swan song for the shield. You know, and 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 the fact that we're getting to see them at Fastlane, like I'm going to be happy, even though Brandon called it filler lane. <laughs> it is filler lane, but it's got some feel good story fluff in there. Hey, well, it's funny. I'm, I'm getting ribbed by our friend Drew. He was on the podcast a couple episodes ago and uh, on that episode I said, oh, Elimination Chamber is the last pay-per-view before uh, WrestleMania. And he's <laughs> like, uh, I didn't want to correct you, but Fastlane. And I, I said I refuse to acknowledge Fastlane's existence. <laughs> so now he's like inviting me over for Fastlane on Sunday to his house. And he's like, hey, if you want to come over for Fastlane, come over. But it, um, if you don't, if you think it exists, you know, come over. But if yeah. not, you know, it's all good. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just getting ribbed about that now. This is why I don't let people on my podcast anymore. Right after I corrected the, interview, the man, man. Uh, yeah, on his own on his own podcast. But yeah, so yeah, like I said, like I said, we we don't know what's going on with Ambrose. He could be gone, so we might not see this again. So. Do wait, do you think they'll do anything with the shield come WrestleMania? Or are they gonna, you know, squeeze something in on the card? I mean, do we even really know. know what the WrestleMania card's gonna be? So I don't know. Uh, I'm hearing rumors that Roman Reigns is going to face Baron Corbin at WrestleMania, and a lot of people are already like, Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> and I'm gonna say this bluntly, and this is no disrespect to Baron Corbin, okay? Every WrestleMania usually has a match that lasts one minute or so. I wouldn't be surprised if Baron Corbin comes out 
Roman comes out and gives him about four Superman punches, spears him, and then wins, and that's it. And it's a feel-good moment. The crowd pops, and that's how maybe either you start the show or how you get the, the mid-card, the mid of the show going. Um, mark my words. Mark my words. If that's the match, it's probably a squash match, and that's okay. That's okay. They don't need to have a barn burner. It's kind of good to have Roman just kind of get a cheer at WrestleMania, kind of just have like, go back to early WrestleManias. They have so many matches like that where somebody just comes in, destroys the heel, and calls it a day. Um, what do you think about that, Brandon? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I don't think – I mean, I, I like I like Corbin, but I know probably those, yeah, my, those, those fans yeah, there don't want to watch disclaimer Corbin in a 20 match with Roman right, My Reigns disclaimer there – is that I like Corbin too. So, I mean, it's not any disrespect to Baron Corbin. I like his character, but I'm just saying that's how I can see it playing out in this scenario yeah. because I don't think uh, at least current Baron Corbin's a formidable opponent for returning Roman Reigns who has all the fans behind him. Yeah. And, and that's a good match because, again, something other people aren't thinking of, not one person's going to cheer Baron Corbin over Roman Reigns. Well, Except I don't Brandon. Know. Yeah. I mean, Brandon's going to be in that crowd trying to go Baron yeah. Corbin. I mean, yeah. You know, you got the WrestleMania crowd. You know, it's a bizarre world. It, okay, get it the is Baron bizarre Corbin world. No, 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 no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you from my New York, New Jersey fans here because, you All know, right. I, I'm going to, no disrespect, or I don't want you to disrespect them, I should say. They are smarks. Yes. It's bizarre world. But they will cheer the person who's a little bit more awesome in the match. They're not going to cheer Baron Corbin. I promise you. They're, Baron Corbin's a true heel. Even the Smarks don't like him. Okay? So I promise you, they'll be cheering Roman Reigns. And it's good to just get him in a squash match. It'd be different if he was facing, I don't know, fucking who could he face on Raw that would, like, cause the mixed reaction? Uh, oh, uh, no, that's, that's just not because he's, like, a face guy. Um Oh, like a guitar, um, Elias. like Elias or something. Right, like, yeah. right, right. <laughs> guitar. <laughs> I, I like he used wow. like random stuff to like sort of get the names. Yeah, sorry. But um, <laughs> you're like guitar guy, bandanas. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if he fought Elias, there's a perfect example. The crowd, the smarky crowd, would just completely shit on Roman and be chanting, you know, "Walk with Elias" the whole night. So you give Roman a guy that just flat out is going to get booed. Roman squashes him in a couple of minutes. And we have a feel-good moment at WrestleMania. We hit some pyro. We called it a day to do a Tennessee two-step. Brandon's probably going to be asleep. Actually, I'm excited for this yeah. WrestleMania, Brandon, because it's probably the first WrestleMania that you can't be asleep at. Because it's going to be so fucking cold. I've, I don't know if I've sent you what the temperature is going to be like. You probably don't respond to my text, so it's okay. But it's, it's going to be in the 40s or 50s for WrestleMania. Right. No, see, that's probably not good. Because if it's that cold, then I'm probably definitely going to fall asleep. <laughs> no, but your face is going to be frozen, so your eyes have to stay open. It's you know? frozen open. We'll see. Yeah. I might just bundle up my face, put on those uh, the googly eye glasses. <laughs> so like, kind of like, kind of like Homer Simpson did in the courtroom. Yeah, like, exactly. I'll put it right there. Uh, yeah, right there. Uh, it's good stuff, man. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited for you, like personally. Um, I'm excited for you to go to WrestleMania in New York because one, obviously, well, it's not New York, it's New Jersey. Let me correct myself. But I'm excited for you to be in that area because one, I'm going to be with my Tampa boy around my New York boys in my hometown, which is pretty cool uh, on a personal note. And then two, I don't, have you ever seen cold like this? 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's been cold like that down here, even. Yep, that's like, how I know like you cold. haven't seen cold like that because 40 in New York is completely different than 40 in, in, in Florida. It's a completely mm-hmm. different cold. What um, about it, what about when we were in uh, what was that spot? Oh, we're in uh, uh KC. That was similar. I will okay. give you that. Yeah. I will give you that. It was similar, but it's still like, like Brandon, you know, it, there's a possibility it could snow it when we're over in New York. Like it's different, man. It's different. Right. You're going to have to wear a beanie. Uh, you're going to have to wear your sweatshirts. So the stuff that you usually wear when it's a hundred degrees out and I'm like, why are you wearing a sweatshirt? This is the, actual I'm already weather. prepared. Yeah. I already know what's going on. Yeah. But nowadays you wear your cutoff. Look like, look what you're wearing right now. You wear your cutoff vest. Trying to show off your guns. <laughs> wow. Brandon. No, I've had this. Uh, I don't know. I, I, you know what? I started doing this. Uh, I think because I, I wanted to do like the Marty McFly thing. I need to get a life preserver sort of thing or one of those big fluffy jackets like uh, Marty McFly used to have in Back to the Future. That's what I wanted to go for. You know, like, yeah, in Seinfeld, the big puffy jacket. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I wanted to ride. I, um, I got one. I don't know if it'll yeah. fit you. So I need to get one, but yeah. So I figured, oh well, I'll just I'll do like the the vest thing with the cut. I was pretty cool. Maybe we'll have to get a uh, mania crawl sweatshirt, and then couple it with a verbal McMahon daddy hat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. But dude, you'll be seeing me like all my pictures, guys. You'll see all the New York Yankees logo right here because I have a beanie cap with the Yankees. So for anybody who doesn't like the Yankees, I apologize ahead of time. Yeah, I'm gonna wear a Mets beanie. But let us know. I mean, do you do you want us to do some live videos while we're there? Do you want to do you know do some some crazy stuff while we're at uh, WrestleMania? I'll try to post as much as I can, man. We have to buy tickets though, Brandon. We need to buy tickets. <laughs> I got my other buddy in New York, Keyshawn. He's already killing me. He's like he's like, where the fuck are the tickets? We need to buy them now because he's going with us. If I didn't tell you. Oh, nice. Not just us at WrestleMania, bro. And then also, can we, speaking of WrestleMania, can we talk? Brandon, it's official. WrestleMania 36 is coming to Tampa next year. They've announced a press conference. That's pretty crazy, man. Let's see. I got to check this out. So you get to see the uh, the announcement. The live on, it was live on YouTube. Live, and it was funny because like when they were announcing it, it said, announcement coming from Tampa, Florida. Uh, a lot of people were posting. I swear to God, I got this as a message. Somebody was posting. Maybe they're announcing that it's coming to India. <laughs> they, they, no they, offense, no yeah. offense, but it's like, why wouldn't they announce it from India? Then? <laughs> right, right. Um, they got to do a big event in India, right? They should, man. I yeah, mean, they, they got the new day out there a couple days ago, uh, doing some press releases and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there's a big event from India coming. Yeah. Um, dude, that's what surprises me. Like, I know they're doing the Saudi Arabia stuff, but man, India like would be a crazy crowd because, uh, just so you know, like Indian fans still kind of believe. Like, they still kind of more. Like, I don't want to say like they're they they're getting worked more, but they they approach it as if it were real. I've noticed more, uh, which is a pretty cool dynamic. So, like, Roman Reigns would, would, wouldn't get a boo at all. You wouldn't hear the smart marks like Brandon going, boo. <laughs> but, but I like Rome. I got his vest. Right. Do you have it on you right now? Should I Should I wear the Roman vest? I have you the Roman should wear vest. the Roman vest. Do, do you right. have it right now? Yeah, I have it right now. 
All right. Do I have to get it right now? Yeah, yeah. Brandon's going to go get it. Damn it. All right. Hold on a second. Believe that, ladies and gentlemen. It's wow. right here. Wow, Brandon! Brandon, actually, I'll See tell that? you the story. Is I'll tell you the right story. Here. Before the leukemia, <laughs> damn it! Let me tell you the story. We went to we went to WrestleMania 33, and me and another friend split the cost of that. Even though to this day, Brandon says he put in money for that. Yeah, I think I put in some money so, for this. So Brandon's not a true fan. We bought that to mock him. And uh, maybe let me throw up the picture again. Boom. Of Brandon wearing it right there. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, wait. Brandon's putting it on. Brandon's putting it on right now. All right. <laughs> I got my body armor on. I feel like Superman. Ooh, uh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So, WrestleMania, I mean, dude, I'm going to be a little selfish when I say this. Like, you know how much it means to me that we're going to WrestleMania 35 in my, where I was born in New York, and then we're going to have WrestleMania 36 in Tampa next year. Like, it's back to back hometowns, bro. It's pretty crazy. Dude, I'm nutty. How it worked out like this this year. I know. It's just it's dude, it's just like I I couldn't imagine a better scenario. We're still seven. Was the only question is will this be filler mania, like filler lane? Oh my god. Are you talking about thirty five or (laughs) thirty (laughs) six? Yeah, I'm talking about the Tampa show. Dude, if I mean insane. Wait, wait. Yeah. If people don't know. Raymond James Stadium, where it's going to be held, is home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, a football team, which, guys, I know you've never heard of them, so I apologize. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but the Bucks have a pirate ship there in the stadium. So if Kyrie Sane is not called up to the main roster next year and on that card, something is completely wrong because Kyrie Sane needs to come out of that pirate ship. <laughs> You're damn right. I will mark out, bro, if she comes out of the tire ship. You'll they gotta mark out for Kyrie Sane in general. Yeah. They'll shoot off the cannons and everything, man. Dude, wait, 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 hold on. So what is this with Ricochet and Aleister Black? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Going on with the Raw Tag Team titles. No, more so, I don't know why the two of them are paired up. It's like, they're both talented. I love them, but, like, I don't know. Like, they don't. I don't want them together, man. Like, are their characters just too like different? I mean, they're talented enough to make it work, but it's like it's not how I want to see them, you know. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I like the two of them, but like, they feel like I don't know. It's one of the rare instances where I feel like instead of being a super team, it's like they almost seem like they're jobbers together, if that makes sense. But they have more of a presence as individuals. So, yeah. So wait, is, are they gonna be at filler lane in this? Stop calling it filler lane. 
Well, I mean, it won't be if I mean, are they potentially going to win the tag team titles or can they? I hope they not. Just, I, I hope not. I hope the revival get a better run with it than that. I mean, yeah, that's well, that's the question. Like, do you do you actually care about the revival even at this point? I mean, it's Ricochet and Alistair Black. Well, like I, mean, I said, I want I would rather like Alistair Black turn on Ricochet and then feud with each other. Like, you know, I would rather something like that than to have them win the tag team titles together. That's kind of what I'm getting at is like, I don't want them to get, they don't need it as, as much as a tag team. They'll, they will succeed as individuals. That's my opinion though. You know, I could be wrong. So there's just sort of there to spice up the match a bit. Do a few flips and kicks. Right. Speaking of spicing up a match. So how are we feeling about the uh, impending Batista versus triple H match? At WrestleMania, dude, I, I'm freaking hyped about this. I think this match is gonna steal the show. I think Triple so too. Versus Batista, I think so too. And then we have a little situation here where Batista was not live in Philly, and Batista shows up via Instagram. Which I heard <laughs> the call was, for Instagram was that they were gonna originally uh, have him appear via satellite, but then they felt like that was an outdated medium like to showcase like they were like right. let's showcase social media which whoever made that call i think that was pretty a pretty legit call i think the only thing cooler would have been like maybe if batista had done instagram live and appeared on the screen like like then it could be like live feedback um i think something like that would be cool um but i think it was the right call to not have him appear via satellite like they always do and how about Triple H, man, bringing the fire once again in the promo, man? I mean, these guys are just so good, man. Right. I mean, Triple H cut a good promo by himself. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't have, you know, Batista there to antagonize him. But, like, I like the fact that these guys, kind of like me and you, right, bluntly, is, like, they're good enough friends that they can jab at each other just a little bit. And, like, nobody will... um like Batista can say what he wants about Triple H and Triple H can say what he wants about Batista. So when he was like, Hey, real original, I hate this town, blah, 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 blah. You know, normally that would bury a guy. Right. But it's because they're friends. Batista's probably going to have like a very, very good response for him. And he's cool with it. You know, right. like freaking Brandon. <laughs> and, and look, this, this came out of nowhere. I mean, this didn't really need any crazy build. This sort of just, I mean, they kind of, you know, foreshadowed it a, a while back. Um, when they had that reunion with everybody, when they had uh, Evolution come, come on Raw, and right. sort of tease like, first of all, I have met. First of all, that was SmackDown 1000. Sorry, SmackDown 1000. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, I mean, all they they just sort of like teased it there, and then it sort of went away. We didn't really hear anything about it, and then boom, they just brought it up again. I mean, we're almost there to the show, but this is still cool. I'm I'm so hyped for it. You know what I mean? I mean, we have a we have a situation where um, they're kind of playing off a real life thing because there's been rumors for years that Batista wants to come back and have a match against Triple H, and that basically they could never come to terms on it. And then now we have a situation where Batista's like, "All right, if you don't want to match with me, I'm going to force your hand." And so they're kind of playing into real life. And the only thing that's weird, right? It's it's good and it's bad at the same time. It's like a lot of people compared to CM Punk leaving the WWE in his contract and they're kind of throwing in some real life stuff. But it's like, it's different because CM Punk actually was leaving at that time. 
Whereas this one, it's like we know that Batista didn't really beat up a 70-year-old Ric Flair. Like know. we know right? <laughs> damn it, Brendan's getting it worked. Um Brendan's gonna be at uh WrestleMania in India uh for WrestleMania 36. Um but anyway, it's like it's still real to me. <laughs> it's still real, you damn it. Uh we know he didn't beat up Ric Flair. We know he didn't beat up Richard Flay Flyers, uh you know, Triple H kept saying, um, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that realism that they're throwing in there, uh, there or attempting to, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm from that era when, you know, I, I kind of like when they throw that in there a, a little bit, you know what I mean? To like, you know, spice it up and mix it up a little bit. It gives that little like, Ooh, he uses, you know, he uses real name sort of thing, you know? Uh, yeah, but he pissed me off because he was like <laughs> using real names, but then he like was building and building and like he didn't say like this. He kept saying this isn't Triple H. You're not getting Triple H. So I thought he was going to say you're getting Paul, like, you know right. what I mean? Referring to himself and he never did. And so it irritated me because I was like, he kept saying Dave and he kept saying Richard Flyer, but I'm like, you never once said Paul. Mm. So you know, see like, that's like a Brandon's real name. It's disappointment. <laughs> That's a good thing. It's like you know, you you know, you, you keep you keep the character in there, but you know, you you break the fourth wall just a little bit, just to, just to give a little bit to to the to the fans there. Right. So let's get to a similar situation. How'd you feel about Ronda Rousey? How'd you feel about that segment? Where first of all, what irritated me? Let me mention this. Yeah. Stephanie McMahon comes out, says she's decided to reinstate Becky Lynch. And puts her in a one-on-one -on -one match with Charlotte. She said that earlier. For the vacant, as she put it, Raw Women's title. Right. So you're telling me if the Raw Women's title was vacant, they were going to put two SmackDown women in there? Well, who else the hell? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you yeah. put two SmackDown women to fight for the Raw Women's title? Right. Which is kind of confusing. I, yeah. Well, I mean, what, I don't know. What were they going to do? You know, that's kind of how it ended up working out, right? Right. I mean, I guess well, they could have had Ronda just keep her title, I guess. But Well, that backwards us to the end of the night where Ronda Rousey comes storm into the ring. And how would you feel about this? How did you feel about this? Did you feel it was awkward or do you feel it was uh, executed well? Uh, you know what? I I I've liked the whole thing. I even liked the uh the, the back and forth that they've been doing over with Twitter. And sort of, you know, both. Oh, she. I like that. I'll allude to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're both getting in on each other, and uh, you know, them, you know, throwing out there like, oh, you know, this is getting too real. You know, they're they're using real names and you know that sort of thing. And you know, oh, Vince is upset about it. You know that kind of thing. And then. You have seemingly, I guess, Rousey like turning heel, you know, during the during the segment. It's like, whoa, you know, it's it kind of changes up the dynamics, you know, uh, how it's going to work out. With yeah, the match. it's weird, right? Because now Becky's the only baby face in this match, right? But you uh, know what? Yeah, you know, I think it was going to be that way anyway. Once you get in front of that crowd, they were going to cheer Becky I'm, anyway. I was no what? I give kudos to WWE for acknowledging the fact that Ronda was getting booed and like, let's turn her. I don't think the plan was to turn her, but it was probably like, okay, if they're going to boo her, we might as well give it to them full bore. And Ronda Rousey lost it. 
I said, screw the fans, you know, screw the woo, whatever, you know, whatever she said. Um, and just full on heel and just said, you know, this is kind of, I get it now. I was happy that Ronda Rousey was in WWE, but a lot of people were critical of the smiling Ronda Rousey and this and that. Now I kind of get what they mean. You know, admittedly, I don't want to say I was wrong, but I will say now I see what people were wanting because already as a heel, she's doing that like more of that like game face, you know, the right. fight face that she did in the UFC. She's doing more of like the like just I'm going to kick your ass and call it a day as opposed to when she was a baby face. It was like, Oh, I'm humbled to have this opportunity. This, this, and this, it was more like she was a fan who happened to be, you know, getting to live, to live her dream. This is right. more of like the Ronda Rousey we saw in the UFC. So now I get it because she came out looking real good in this segment, uh, beat Becky Lynch's ass. And then the whole time is shouting about Twitter, like, you know, like, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, this ain't Twitter, like, and she's beating her ass, you know, and like, I'm like, man, like, you know, Ronda Rousey plays a bully character a lot better than she plays someone that you're supposed to sympathize with. Right. And it's no disrespect to her. It's just because, like, imagine Brock Lesnar playing a sympathetic character. It's like, what's there to sympathize about Brock Lesnar? He's a badass. He's a freak, you know, he's a freak Jack, of human nature, right? right. Same it. thing with Ronda Rousey. It's like, I don't feel bad for her. You know what I mean? They had to, you know, put people like Nia Jax against her. Now she can just go and just whoop people's ass and call it a day. Yeah. So, all right. So now that they've done this, right, they've turned uh, Rousey heel. There's these rumors sort of floating out that she might be taking a little time off or taking some time off, you know, um, what happens? Who, who wins this match, man? Where, where does this go? Oh, come on. It's obvious. Becky Lynch wins it. Becky Lynch wins the title because she's the most popular uh, person in the women's division period. So you can feud anybody with her at that point. You can restart feuds. You know, she can feud with someone else. Um, she doesn't have to feud with Charlotte again. She doesn't have to feud with Ronda Rousey again. So, I mean, you can build a whole division off of Becky Lynch um, at that point. So, I mean, it's exciting to see. It's exciting uh, to see. But let, let's get over to the SmackDown end of things, all right? So what are we thinking here? I mean, we got, you know, Daniel Bryan coming out to kick off the show. And surprise, surprise, we got Kevin Owens coming out and fully, fully embracing a babyface role. Yeah, it was what are your thoughts on that. <laughs> it was a little weird at first, like the way the way when he was saying the stuff in the promo. Because you almost kinda... expected it to be disingenuous, yeah, right? Because, yeah, he, was... because, because Kevin Owens usually is like, you know, these people, he's like, they don't want to listen to you. They wanna they, and then like he would say something, he's like, because they're all idiots. Right. Like, you know, like he would like usually throw in a jab or two. Uh, on the crowd, and that didn't happen here. He was really embracing his role as the everyman. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's like, I'm one of them, and you know, without I, I was really happy WWE didn't like go the juvenile route and call him fat, say he has a stomach, do things like that. Daniel Bryan was like, you know what I'm talking about, but that's what they were alluding to. He's out of shape, like you fans or whatever. And Kevin right. Owens basically says, like, look, if I'm like them, it doesn't matter because every single person here is a fan and this and basically he's taking up the WWE universe on his back and he's going forward against Daniel Bryan yeah that was weird he's like uh, you know it's like I was you know a part of the WWE universe and it was just like weird coming from you know, Kevin Owens you know the, saying the, that yeah 
the only thing I was critical of, because I kept expecting him to say it, is like when he was like, I was out for six months and I got to be a fan. Like I was expecting him to say it put things in perspective while he was away, that he started seeing that like his family was important and that that, you know, his in like I almost wanted him to say, like, I got to see what these people feel and I've got a new respect for these people. So almost to acknowledge that, like, yes, I know I'm different, but this is why. Right. If that makes sense. He he was more so like he just instead he, he skipped that part. It's the only thing I'm critical of in that part is like I should I feel like he should have said there there was a change in me that happened while I was away. So what do you think is next for Owens, man? Do you I mean you I guess we're assuming Brian's gonna retain see this is the possibly going to Kofi, or is that not happening? Right. Yeah, where, where are we going? Thing. WWE is very much on the temperament of the crowd right now. They they change it on the fly. What was supposed to happen, the rumors were, were that was that uh, Kevin Owens was, was supposed to fight for the WWE title at WrestleMania. Now we've got it switched where he's fighting at Fastlane. However, he came out of that promo looking so strong that it's like you can make a case that maybe they should build to a triple threat at WrestleMania with Kofi, Kevin Owens, and Daniel Bryan. But then you go, will people shit on Kevin Owens because of that? Are people going to forget about Kofi and want Kevin Owens instead? Like, what's going on here? So I think on the SmackDown end of things with the WWE title, it should be very, very interesting going into WrestleMania because I truly don't know what direction they're going to head. I think if I had to take an educated guess, we're getting Kofi versus Daniel Bryan. But Kevin Owens did such a good job of getting the crowd on his side and, and Kevin Owens, a lot of people were like, I don't know if he could be babyface. In one night, that man showed that he could be a babyface. How crazy is that? He's just good on the mic. You hand him a, a mic and he's gold. He he might be a better babyface than Sami Zayn was. And that's saying something because Sa- Sami Zayn was regarded as the next Daniel Bryan at one point. But Kevin Owens went out there and hit it out of the park. Right. Spe- speaking of Sami Zayn, uh, when do you think he's coming back? Maybe post Mania? He might be Raw after that? Mania. I kind of, I kind of for- foresee him as Raw after Mania. So, if I had to guess, <laughs> do, do you have a feud with uh, Kevin Owens again? I mean, if he's going to be a heel, that's actually a really good dynamic because we've never seen them feud. Uh, you know, it's the opposite. We've seen Sammy in the sympathetic role, right. uh, but that'd be cool if he was like, you know, like Kevin, what happened to you? You know, you, I thought at one point we wanted to take over this damn show and now you're pandering to the same people you didn't give a crap about. You know, he's like, you're a family man now. You didn't used to give a crap about your family, you know, like stuff like that. Right. We'll see where this ends up going. Uh, dude, how about, Freaking Samoa Joe win the United States Championship. About damn time. About damn time they did something with Samoa Joe. Because Samoa Joe is doing some of the best work in his career for no reason. As in, they've been giving him feuds that don't really mean stuff. Like with the AJ Styles stuff, he didn't win the title. But like he came out of that looking great. Um I'm so happy he got his first title in WWE. And yes, I know he's had the NXT championship, but we're talking about on the main roster. Um, poor R-Truth <laughs> losing the title. Oh, my God. I saw a comment that was like, oh, well, yeah, Black History Month is over. over. And I was yes. like, oh, 
awesome. Oh, that's so awesome. That's uh, so you saw it too, I'm assuming. Oh, it's so <laughs> no, that's bad. awesome. That's somebody said that. Yeah, I was, I was gonna mention that. Oh, that's great. Oh, you were gonna make that joke? Ha <laughs> ha, yeah. I took it right out of your mouth there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited because Samoa Joe, I feel like you can't not have Samoa Joe is not a U.S. champion you can just not have on TV for weeks, like they did with R Truth and Shinsuke Nakamura, which. I won't even go, I won't rant about it, but I was watching Shinsuke Nakamura's stuff uh, on NXT Dallas today, and I was like, uh, like I said, I was a little un- under the weather, so I was just watching it on, on the WWE Network, and I was like, man, that was Shinsuke's best match, and that's not a good thing, because that was his first match. So, I mean, it's oh, like, wow. it, is it the WWE style watered him down, or is it that he watered himself down because, you know, he came to WWE to not wrestle as hard? I don't know. Again, I'm speculating, but uh, it sucked, man. Um, but anyway, uh, Samoa Joe, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we're building to Samoa Joe versus John Cena. Uh, don't ask me why I think that, but that might be like, something they're building to at wrestlemania because who's going to face nice. him for that u.s champion think about it our truth has been talking about john cena and then samoa joe said something about john cena like you know calling him out a little bit in his promo after the match so I'm like, maybe they're building towards that i know the rumor was that john cena would face like drew mcintyre or ec3 but i would rather him face samoa joe because they are if nobody knows they are really good friends so right. this is like one of those matches where he would probably work his ass off for Samoa Joe. Yeah, I'm I'm all for Cena going yeah against um, Samoa Joe or uh, McIntyre. So if you, if they make either one of those happen, especially that Mania, that that'd be cool. Something to look forward to. I would actually prefer if he fought EC3. <laughs> Believe it or not, no, because EC3 needs it the most. Uh, okay. I mean, this week on Raw, he was just sitting there backstage with the guest host, and he was like, just—he literally just stood back and and was like, still for the whole segment. Which can we talk? I mean, without going into it, please stop with the guest host. They're ruining Raw. <laughs> They're ruining. They, they like never the do SNL well. jobbers. So. Oh, I I didn't <laughs> like it at all. Did not like it whatsoever. Um, so, what are we feeling about the squash of Naomi? <laughs> Bro, how about freaking Mandy Rose coming out of nowhere? You know, getting getting this title shot coming up here at Fastlane. Well, I, you know what? I mean, Naomi's sort of, she, Naomi's had a run. You know, they sort and, of did what they Naomi's were going to do. With a strong her. enough character that you can put her in a title match two months from now, and she'll be just fine. So, I mean, I that's so. yeah. that's more of a testament to the strength of Naomi's character. Um, she doesn't need to be in the, t- the title picture right now. She's been feuding with Mandy Rose, so why not have Mandy Rose do something with her like that? And uh, Mandy Rose is, is the future, man. But I will again. I'm, I'm if I had to speculate, I think Lacey Evans is fighting. Uh, Lacey Evans is fighting Oscar at WrestleMania, so we'll see. Right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So is Mandy Rose just sort of a filler for filler lane against Oscar? <laughs> You have Oscar retain and then take on Lacey Evans at Mania. That's crazy. You know, I think I'd actually rather maybe see Mandy Rose at Mania, but now that they've done it like they've done it, I guess we'll just have to deal with it. All right. So before we go, I mean, I I was going to talk about the final segment on SmackDown again, which was uh, another Becky Lynch and, and Charlotte, but like, 
I don't know. I, I felt like they should have just left it alone. I don't think that SmackDown should have ended with Charlotte and Becky because I think it would, was a better build leaving it on Monday with uh, Ronda Rousey stuff. My opinion, I think that segment could have gone better. Um, but let's talk about the fact, I mean, let's also not leave out that Mustafa Ali did come out to save uh, Kevin Owens in this. So Mustafa Ali is back. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a fatal four-way at WrestleMania of Kevin Owens, um, Mustafa Ali, Kofi Kingston, and uh, freaking Daniel Bryan. What did but, they uh, do to Daniel Bryan? You know, they're trying to take his title. They're putting him in these screen matches where he doesn't have to get pinned to lose it. It's not fair. He's plenty champ. All right. So before we go off air, one last thing I want to do. Let's run down the card of, of filler lane, as you call it, fast lane. And uh, let's give our predictions here. So we have uh, the Usos versus the Miz and Shane McMahon for the tag team championship. What do you think? Man, uh, I'm thinking the Usos are going to retain the titles, take them into mania. I'm thinking the Usos will 100% retain with The Miz turning on Shane McMahon somewhere in this match, either because he lost and then post-match beatdown or just flat-out turning on him, causing them to lose. Because I think we're seeing The Miz versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. So this is the pay-per-view to do it because then they have three weeks to build to WrestleMania. Let's, let's hope it happens, man. Uh, Mrs. Money, McMahon's money. I'm down to see him have a match at Mania. All right. So we got the pre-show match. Unfortunately, this is the pre-show, but which is a great match. But it's Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Right. Oh, man. Because I'm, I'm thinking this could be a WrestleMania match, man. It could be, man. Uh, now, do you think if they have these guys at Mania, they'll probably have them some sort of like multi, you know, like ladder probably. match with that a bunch could, of other people? It. Yeah. They could do like a multi-man ladder match. Yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade is a good feud, man. Uh, I, I'm sad that it's relegated to the pre-show. Uh, I'm thinking Andrade gets the win here, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with Andrade. This is kickoff match. All right. So we got the Revival. Versus Alistair Black, Ricochet, uh, versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Dude, I honestly I don't know who's gonna win this year. I mean, I I'm gonna know. take a guess and say the revival. It's my guess. Ah man, you know what? Screw it. I would go Ricochet Alistair Black. Damn, he's going for it. All right. The next match we got has a stipulation on the line which is uh, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. If Becky Lynch wins, she'll be added back into the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 35, which irritates me because of, like, why does Charlotte get it either way? Yeah. You know? But uh, what are we thinking here? I think this is obvious. Let's say it on the count of three. One, One two, two, three. Three. Brandon's a bitch. Oscar. Damn it. Damn. We were both going to swerve. With our heels, we swear to ourselves. We worked, we worked ourselves to into a shoot, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I, the obvious 
the obvious answer is Becky Lynch is, is going to somehow win this match. I think yeah. Ronda probably comes out, beats Charlotte Flair's ass, and then like lays Becky on top of her. I think that's a route uh, they yeah. should go. Yeah, yep. because I don't think Becky should beat Charlotte clean in this scenario. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you do something because I mean, it's if she can beat Charlotte clean, then there's no point. You know what I mean? You do something screwy like that. Ronda Rousey just shows her dominance because she's the champion. She should look strong going into Mania, and then Becky goes, "I didn't want to win it like that," you know. And but she gets inserted back into the match, so I'm excited for that one. Uh, let's move goes. on. So we're looking for a screwy finish. Yes, Brandon. Any thoughts before we move on? Uh, no. Next match. <laughs> so we got the Shield uh, versus Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. Ooh, ah, uh, man. You know what? <sighs> this is the last time maybe we'll see the band together. So I mean, come on, guys. It's the Shield. It's the Shield is definitely dominating. It's Roman's gonna lose his first match back. He doesn't have to eat the pin though. They can have Dean eat the pin. I'm gonna say the only way they can lose is if Dean Ambrose takes the pin and then turns on Roman or something, and they face at WrestleMania. Is the only scenario I could see happening is like if Dean, you know, loses the match and then he's basically like, "You all brought me back for this crap," you know, like brought me back to the Shield, I should say. Right. Turns on Roman and they have a match at Mania, which I'm down. I would rather that than Baron Corbin. Honestly. Yeah. But then how do you get Baron Corbin on the show? You got to get Baron Corbin on Mania somehow. Anyway, um, we got Damn. Asuka. <laughs> so I guess the Shield's winning this match, right? I would say so. Right. Uh, but we got Asuka versus Mandy Rose. I don't think there's any scenario I can see where Asuka doesn't win the title. Unless she's injured. I heard. I don't know if you heard about that. Mm-hmm. Mandy Rose was going for like a face buster. And uh, basically... I, I forgot what they call it, like Bed of Roses or something. Uh, but she's going for that. And Asuka, I think, was tucking for like to reverse it. And there's a miscommunication and she landed straight on her neck. She oh, says she's fine. Yeah. Uh, but didn't she know, like come out and do some stuff? She did. She did. Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, it's funny. I don't know if I'm just being selfish when I say this, but it's like, yeah, you know, I say Asuka versus Lacey Evans. But I would be more excited verse to see Mandy Rose versus Lacey Evans. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, this is a hard for me, hard one for me. I don't know who who wins this one really. Even though I've been like bashing the show as filler lane, <laughs> I mean they could still <laughs> swerve this on a couple of these matches. Yeah, it could be swerve lane. So this this could be a swerve, man. You could have Mandy win it. They seem to be pretty high on Mandy. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what they're doing with Oscar right now. They got her sort of all over the place. Right, and that's kind of why I'm, I'm thinking too. I'm like, you know what? They could probably just give it to Mandy Rose and then have her face uh, Lacey Evans. So we'll see. We will see. Um, But you got the Boston Hug Connection versus Nia Jax and Tamina. I'll let you talk about this one, Brandon. You know, Nia Jax and Tamina <laughs> – should really be the tag team champions. I think the division should have been built around them, but I guess, you know, since, you know, you did have Sasha and Bailey, some of the original like NXT gals coming up, sort of starting the, you know, women's revolution, you know, in its current form, I guess you had to give them something since you got the other titles tied up between Rousey and Becky Lynch. 
uh, in Charlotte. So um, this is a tough one. We got Mania coming up. I'm going to, I guess I got to say they're going to have Sasha and Bailey retain. You can't, you can't have them lose so quickly to have it and, in Mania, but, yeah. but I don't, but to Nia Jackson, Tamina, like I still think Nia Jackson, Tamina are legit. You know what I mean? I like think, they yeah, no, no, I get them. you. Yeah, I get you. Finals. And uh, the way I look at it is if Bailey and Sasha win, you better have a damn good match for them at WrestleMania because the only match I can like, except would be Trish Stratus and Lita versus right. Yeah. Unless uh, they're doing something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's the only, because like then at that point, who else could they face at WrestleMania? If, if it's not a big dream match like that, maybe they do a multi <laughs> tag team. Right. And then it becomes a clusterfuck of like just a multi team, you know, match kind of like the elimination chamber, but not as cool, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, the only, yeah, maybe that, that's a good idea. I mean, you could do a multi women and then you have some NXT, you know, women come up too. So you'd have an excuse to have Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai on the card, right. which I know Brandon's going to appreciate. I would mark out for that. Right. What I really want is them to get, you know, Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai and Asuka in like, wait, first a, of all, I don't, three-way. You've on this podcast, you've never said their name correctly. So, you can you please say it how you normally say it? Kerry Sane, all right. Uh huh. Yoshiri, Asuka, Asuka. Yeah, they need to get those cats in a freaking three way, like strong style match, bro. That's what that's what I want to see. All right, as like uh, as like a mark, as like a wrestling mark. I want to see that match, but like that would have been something cool, if, you know, that they would have done, you know, on NXT. I don't know if they're gonna bother doing that on the main roster. It doesn't seem like the main roster is interested in doing matches like that. Um, nice. It seemed to be, you know, you know, they want people that can, you know, speak the language sort of to build around. So That's unfortunately, they might not be able to see that. <laughs> That's what it seems that's, like anyway. That's speculation. I, I mean, don't, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? But let's get into uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. Oh man, that's right. Um, you know what? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with D. Bryan retaining here, you know, maybe with the help of uh, the big guy, unless he's banned from ringside. Um, maybe. yeah, I don't, I don't see any reason for daniel bryan to lose the wwe championship here so i think uh you know smart money would be on daniel bryan to retain uh on this one um so definitely just definitely mark my words kevin owens ain't winning at all he may win by dq you know what i mean like that was that the be the only way that he could win uh but there we have it brandon there's your hashtag filler lane yeah uh match predictions so any final thoughts Look, this is going to be a filler pay-per-view, but it doesn't mean that the matches have to be bad, and I can still enjoy it. So, you know, for all the boys and gals in the back, tear the house down, you know, do your thing. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure they were waiting on your encouragement, Brandon. Um, <laughs> Look, we're big anyway, league it here, all right? We are big league. This this is the big league podcast. Big league I, podcast. I, I do want to remind you guys to save – 10% off your order at ethosroasters.com with code don't sleep. But you were saying, Brandon. 
Oh no, I was just putting over I was just putting over the the show, man. We we had a big guest on here. Verbal, Verbal McMahon, McMahon, man. Uh, you know, if you, didn't, if you haven't checked out that album yet, please, uh, I can't say enough good things about it. I'm not just saying it because he was on here. Uh, it's such a good album, man. Uh, you can tell some some love went into that and some time and effort. So go pick that up on wherever you like to stream or buy your music. Uh, it's, the album's called Mr. McMahon. And again, once, once again, a shout out to Lord Zuki, uh, the producer of that album, who was freaking fire as well. All right, guys, but I think that will do it for episode 25 of a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. Join us next time on episode 26, where Brandon can actually correctly say the number. Since last time on episode 24, my boy said that that episode was 26. You know, I was looking to the future, man. 26, this might happen. So, Dude, I got an idea. I got an idea, just so you know. I think it's episode 28, if I'm doing my math correctly. Uh, it's going to fall uh, just close to April 1st. So I think we're going to do that entire episode in kayfabe. Oh, so we'll, do, we'll do that entire episode as if wrestling is real. And since it's April Fool's Day, why not act like we believe it? And I, I always believe it. So Right. So I think there should be a fun episode. Uh, I don't know if we'll have a guest on there, but if we do have a guest, they have to play along as well. <laughs> so, That's right. So it should be fun. And I don't think we'll even say that we're playing along in, in the episode. We won't say that it's fake. We're just going to start the episode off. Like, this is, you know, <laughs> this is the only time we'll admit that it's fake. So if you haven't listened to this episode, you're doing yourself a disservice. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's go before Brandon falls asleep because Brandon's eyes are pretty much closed. So, good night, boys and girls. We out. Get well, about to throw a fit, catch hell, need a smoke a zip, exhale, afloat in a drift, set sail, you know you got game Denzel, what remains when your family and friends fail, I just wrap away the pain and I vent well, and if you mad, fuck it, you know I meant well, money lusty, I want all the Fetty, yeah. Keep a custody cop and quarter steady. I know that you ain't think I hit your broad already. Huh. Shit, well, I did, now I'm bored already. Couldn't step to me, I'm extraordinary. Don't even think about it, you ain't even sorta ready. Huh. Rep, rep, ready for the likes of this. The pie's all mine, you couldn't get a slice of this. Said it, you ain't did it though. Claim you ain't the same, you ain't different though. Talk it, you ain't living though. A whole lot of lies, you alive, you ain't living though. Said it, you ain't did it though. Claim you ain't the same, you ain't different though. Talk it, you ain't living though. A whole lot of lies, you alive, you ain't living though.